three, two, one. Daybreaks and aches. I'll be running when my feet hit the ground. Welcome to From One Mom to Another with Cindy Anderson. I subscribe to the belief that women need women. As a mother of seven, she is versed in all aspects of the triumphs, joys, and challenges of parenting. Tap into your own strengths and trust that you are the best mother your children ever had. And give yourself some credit. Take some time to breathe. You are doing better than you think. Now here's Cindy. You are all doing better than you think. Welcome everyone to From One Mom to Another. My name is Cindy Anderson, and I am here with uh, my daughter, Stephanie Taylor, and my daughter-in-law, Jamie Anderson, and I'm happy to have them with me here today. We're going to talk about the concept of life isn't fair, and I think as mothers, we hear this all the time. Something happens with our children, and they're not happy, and they say those words, but mom, that isn't fair. I mean, oh. Have you ever heard those words coming from your kids' mouths? <laughs> Only every day. <laughs> <laughs> Only every day. Every single day. What do you think about the idea that do you feel like we need to write their world and make things fair for them? What do you? What is your opinion about that? I feel like I probably have like some principles, but then in practice, I probably do a little differently because I know what the wise answer is. But it's really hard when, like, your kid's been wronged or, you know, like, they they do. They feel like, like life dealt them, like, the shorthand to not want to swoop in and make it fair for them, you know, to, to help right that wrong for them. I think that's a good point. And I think we'll talk about when life really isn't fair. But I think a majority of the time when they say this isn't fair – they're upset because somebody is getting attention that they're not getting. Right, right. And so I think it's really important to teach our children what injustice versus just not liking what's happening. That's fair. For, <laughs> for example, my, my kids, whenever we had a birthday, the children's birthdays, who it was not, would see the cake and the presents and whatever right. else we were doing and say, that's not fair. That's not fair that he gets those or she gets those presents. Well... <laughs> There's no injustice going on. It's just their turn. It's just their sibling's turn to have a birthday. Right. And I remember saying to one of my kids, well, if I make it fair, then what does that look like? Well, everybody gets the same cake. And so that means, you know, if everybody gets the Barbie cake that year, boys and girls, and everybody gets the same presents. So you'll get things you don't really want. I feel like my tendency, though, when I play that card is to go like nuclear. Like, well, there are some kids in the world who go without two meals or with only one meal a day. So if you want things to be fair, then guess what? We're only doing one meal a day. Like, you know, <laughs> if I start going down that like Some road, kids don't get any meals yeah. a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you want a new pair of shoes? Well, guess what? There are some people in the world who don't have any shoes. You want it to be fair? Boom. No shoes. Like, like I feel like I feel like I don't, I haven't found like my middle ground yet as a parent with this no fair thing. Either I'm like nuclear, like one way or yeah trying to like wanting to write everybody's wrong so maybe this is maybe this podcast is for me as a <laughs> as a parent. well it's it's a hard one to do because you don't want your child anytime something happens to say that's not fair I mean as an adult they're going to need to be able to accept defeat or 
be happy for somebody that's getting somebody that they're not something that's something that they're not so there's an important principle to be learned on the other hand that's not fair gets said every day i mean there there are times when you know my middle child is my only boy <laughs> right oh <laughs> okay so he's wedged right in between two girls and anytime we take a trip to target or whatever and i'm like okay you guys have you know five dollars you can each pick something out and he knows exactly what he wants but target doesn't have that and so we're walking away with Ellie's found like five one dollar things and Nora has found five one dollar things mm -hmm. and Luke didn't even find one five dollar thing oh no we're walking out of there and my heart breaks for him a little bit because I'm like oh, I'm sorry bud what can I do you know <laughs> but there are other times where I'm just like yeah life's not fair man sorry <laughs> yeah sometimes good things happen to other people whether they've worked really hard for something or something really good just fell in their lap or Target's dollar section tends to be more targeted towards girls than boys, you know. But yeah, I do think it's a really crucial part of parenting to like help your kids be happy for someone else. And maybe that's yes, that's on the other side of the fairness. Like once you kind of grasp those things, then you can start developing that, you know, mm -hmm. that joy for some somebody else. And oh man, yeah, that is so hard. But I agree. Like just be happy for them. Be you know, like. Mm -hmm. Be happy. Ellie's my oldest is always, why do I have to clean that? Why do I have to do that? Uh, mm -hmm. That's not fair. And I'm like, fine. I'll, do you want me to send them in there to help you? Because believe me, <laughs> you don't want their help. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for. Right. Well, and I think that's, that's a time where it's not about fair. Mm -hmm. It's just about age and responsibility. And I know that some of my kids, like, you know, the broad, the broad strokes are all the same, you know, certain family rules and the way we do things. But I think individually, sometimes things aren't consistent. Some kids are more responsible than others and get more privileges. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I feel like sometimes too, like what you were saying, Jamie, like if I just call it, like if I, if I need help cleaning up a big mess and the kids who made the mess are too young to actually be helpful to do it. And I ask my big kids and they say that it's not fair. And sometimes I just say, like, you're absolutely right. It's not fair, but this is a big mess, and I really need the help. Yeah. So could you help You know, Could you help me? And then I think it kind of, like, changes the game for them a little bit or, like, the mindset, like, oh, this is about serving somebody who needs help. This is about being a team, a teammate. You know, mom didn't make this mess either, so we're just going to work together to get this done. It kind of changes their Oh, my kids throw that out all the time because we've adopted the Anderson family, you know, five minute pickup or whatever, like everybody. General family pickup. Yeah. yeah. General family pickup. Everybody go around. And then I'm like, here, why don't you guys do, you know, the countertops in the kitchen? I didn't do that. I didn't make that mess. I'm not claiming that. That's not fair. And I'm like, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, the whole, it, the whole it's not fair can. Mm -hmm. And if people only picked up things that they, messes they made, you know, a mother wouldn't have to do anything. Oh, my word. Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> Say, okay, everybody go clean up your own. Like if you, whatever you got out, whatever mess is yours. And then you could just sit down on the couch and read a book. Right. Okay. Do your own laundry. Mm -hmm. That's fair. Right. Um, cook your own dinner. <laughs> Clean yeah. up your dishes when you're done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and wipe the all kids. fair. Yeah. 
all fair things. And I think for kids, it's not fair as they feel like that's their trump card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for us, it's not fair is our button that gets pushed. There was um, a woman I was friends with. Her kids were much older than mine. And she would say, I used to tell my kids that life isn't always fair, but every once in a while it is fair for you. And we all have to take our turns mm-hmm. at being fair. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's our turn to have it be fair. And sometimes it's not our turn to have it be fair. But in the big scheme of things, if you look at your, your day, your week, your month, you know, like, or even your year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like broad perspective, like, you know, there are times when life was fair and like, you know, like, like you, you have to yeah, keep the bigger picture in mind. If, if you have a kid who regularly is tallying up the unfairness in their life to also remind them that, you know, sometimes it has been fair for you. And sometimes they use the, the, it's not fair to, to always be, you know, they kind of take on a kind of a negative persona about their life. Yeah. And we need to help them not use that as, as an excuse for sure. But sometimes life isn't fair. I tell this story in my book um, about William and William happens to be Jamie's husband. When he was in um, the fourth grade, his class got an assignment supposed to build some sort of a machine that worked and I got the instructions and it very clearly stated that there was to be no parental help and that they were you know they were to do it on their own so other than buying the supplies for William I didn't help him I mean I he designed it and put it together and 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 it was clear that it also stated that if they there was parental help that they would fail so William put together what I thought was a great job, and it was it was big. It was big enough that I needed to help him get it into school. And we get there, and we see this line of parents helping their kids bring their projects in. And I can guarantee you not one of those kids even touched those projects. I, I can't even explain it, but it was obvious that Williams was the one whose parents did not help. And... um I was, I was, that's not fair. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is truly a not fair situation. And so then I had to figure out what, what to do. And isn't that the crux of it all, that when life truly isn't fair for our children, and I'm not talking about internal family things, but, you know, the outside world comes in and does something that's not fair. I mean, William's face, when he was looking around at all those projects and then over at his, mm-hmm. whatever pride he had, and his own project was out the door. So what do you do? Reminds me of that Brian Regan um, comedy sketch where he's like, the kid can't even tie his own shoelaces and he has a model of the solar system. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would, that would be apt as to what happened as we walked into that classroom. I think if you can kind of set aside like your own kind of mama bear rage like those, <laughs> like those kinds of moments because those kind of moments like bring out that mama bear like mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to happen to my child you know kind of moments but I wanted everybody to sign an affidavit that they had not they had or had not made their child's yeah. thing and I wanted the, the to go to the to the teacher and say so all these kids will be failing yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> just <Right>. turn around <laughs> yep. um, you know but I think it's an opportunity to kind of help your kid develop some, you know, character that I think will get a little further in life than whatever that grade was for that project. 
Right. Well, and in the end, that's what I did. I told William he did a great job. It's going to be fine. And we talked about it, you know, later. And it's just unfortunate that people didn't obey the rules. And sometimes that happens. And I was proud of him for for following the rules. And sometimes, you know, the, the satisfaction in doing things right has, I mean, it has to be an internal feeling anyway. Right. And he didn't really receive that great of a grade on it. And so that, that's, a, I guess, an opportunity to teach, but it sure does make you feel bad for your, for your child. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know. I probably would have said something I would regret. <laughs> <laughs> said something to the teacher. Yeah. What the heck, man? Yeah. Um, no, I was just uh, thinking, though, there's a, the part in your book that in, you know, in chapter 10 that goes along with this discussion about choosing, you know, you can choose your actions, but you can't choose your consequences. And so I would hope that he felt good about it though. Like, Hey, well, you know what? I did it by myself. Yeah. Now I don't know if he even remembers it now as an adult, but that's kind of the conclusion he came to was I did mine by myself, you know, and he felt good about it. I mean, until he saw, you know, all the personal robots coming into the room, but, um, well, of course you got an A. That's right. But after, you know, talking with him over, over with him, he seemed to get kind of philosophical. And I think we're going to have those kinds of experiences throughout our life. There's a lot of things that aren't fair that happen to us throughout our whole life. Yeah. And you always say, you know, motherhood's a long game and the lessons that we want to teach our children don't always set in right away or, you know, it takes a few times. And, you know, and I think it's, you know, examples like that where like this, what, you know, it wasn't just about this grade for this project. What what was really being taught was, you know, pride in your own work and the self-esteem that he gained and doing a project on his own and the, you know, the character building of, um, you know, sticking to the rules if no one else did, you know, that those are the longer far reaching, you know, that like you said, like he forgot that experience or what grade he got on that project, but, and this is a little biased, but I think he's a pretty awesome guy. And oh, I agree. He's built by like little moments like that along the way. Like, mm-hmm. like I said, like he probably doesn't remember, but because you kind of chose the higher road with, well, life isn't always fair, but we're going to make the most of this. I don't know. I just think that's, mm-hmm like builds like character, like the long game, you know, plan. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, I mean, he, to this day is, I mean, he takes on projects, he figures it out. He has follow through and, um, you know, I don't know that, I mean, I think it was, it wasn't just this science project, but I think throughout his life, having those kinds of experiences where you have to say, you know, this is, this is on me and I'm going to get my own personal satisfaction out of it. And, you know, a job well done. And I think that, that he, he exhibits those characteristics um, today. So I don't know Have you guys had some experiences where life wasn't really fair to your kids and how did you handle that? Over the last 18 years of raising kids, you know, kids weren't always invited to other things other kids were, you know, or, Mm -hmm. You know, That's the worst when all their friends get invited to a party and then they, they didn't. That's I always, hard. I always tell my kids, I said, look, not everyone can be invited 
to everything. I said, but just remember what it feels like to not be invited so that when you plan something, do your best to, even if you can't invite everyone to everything, invite everyone to something sometimes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to, to not, so I, so I think if, I think if we keep paving the way and we keep fixing everything that like isn't fair in our kids' life, then they lose all opportunities to gain empathy and sympathy and compassion mm-hmm. for other people who might be in a similar situation or when they have the opportunity to do better, that they know what it feels like to be on the short end of that stick and do better. Yeah. I, I was just, you, you kind of stole the word that was coming to my mind, but um, yeah, I mean, I think that the unfairness of the world is an opportunity for us to teach our kids empathy, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. How does that make you feel? You know, the, uh, how, that's how somebody else feels when you're treating them this way or something like it, it's not good or yeah, I think yeah, absolutely. Is really important. And, and I think us having empathy for them, right. Helps them as well. Say, yeah, this stinks. I mean, there's so many things times in their childhood where they say it's not fair that we tell them, you know, you know, life isn't fair. And this is one of them, mm-hmm. but there are these, some of these times when, where we can take a moment and just say, yeah, this, this, this stinks and this isn't right. And I'm, you know, I'm with you and I'm, and I feel for you. I agree. We have certain rules that our family follows. And I know one is like, you know, um, well, I don't want you wearing that. It's a little too short. Well, my friend wears it. My friend wears Mm -hmm. it or whatever. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you, you say in the book that don't let somebody else's bad choices give you an excuse to make your own bad choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. I think, I think sometimes our kids try to balance the fairness scale mm-hmm. by then giving right. peer pressure or the wrong choices of others, because in, the, in their minds, it makes it fair then that they're not missing out on something. Right. They're not missing out and that they, you know, they feel justified in, in what they, what they've done. I know there one time, uh, Daniel, I think he was in high school. He took a, a math test, and he now Daniel is good in math, and he's a, he's actually a, a very good student. And so for him to get um, a poor grade in math uh, devastated him. I was just glad if I passed. Like I, yeah. you know, all things. <laughs> yeah, the math part of my brain, um, I don't know what it's filled with, but not but not numbers. But <laughs> it's not math. Um, not math. Um, but he was he was just so upset. He was just devastated that he had not done um, as well on the test as he thought he should. Well, all of his friends had gotten really good grades, and later he found out that they all got those good grades because they all cheated. So to top it all off, then Daniel's teacher got after Daniel about his low grade, and you know what? You know how how did this happen? Why did, you know why is your grade so much lower? And really gave him a hard time. So now what does Daniel do? He decided to just take it and and let it go using the axiom, don't use other people's bad choices as, a, as an excuse for your own. And that's a tough one. That's, yeah. a, that's a tough one. It, it's a tough one, but um, it's one I hadn't heard before, before I became an Anderson. And so... <laughs> Uh, it's like one of those like mind blowing moments, right? We're like, boom, like, Whoa! 
I grew up with that and it was like it was like hitting a concrete wall of like there was no logic around it that like that you could use as a kid to like fight against that saying like mm-hmm. like I would want to do something I would say so and so does it mama dropped the concrete wall of don't let someone else's bad decisions make you know justify yours and then like nothing like you can't you can't argue yeah. well I want to use their bad oh okay you know like <laughs> yeah yeah impenetrable yeah yeah it's like one of those moments where I'm like whoo I can't wait to use that one <laughs> <laughs> can't wait to use that one on the kids it's it's a good trump card and yeah. um and I think it and I think it teaches a good principle. You know, we're all we're all responsible for our choices, and um, for ill or for good. I mean, the the kids that that cheated are responsible for that choice and the consequences that come from come from cheating. So I don't know. I just think this is one of those those dicey parent things about teaching our children that life isn't fair. And doing it in such a way that they come out of that a winner, while also helping them to understand what true injustice is, right? Versus them just being jealous that it's not their birthday and they aren't getting presents. Right. And I think that they need to understand the difference between that because as things happen in the in the world today that we need to take notice of, and speak up for those that can't speak up for themselves, right? They need to understand the difference between just not being happy that things aren't going their way and what injustice really looks like and when it happens to them, what to do. So they come out of that. Right. You know, well, and I always tell them, especially like with birthdays or, you know, I always tell my kids, I, I'm not going to, I don't compare you guys. And that even means privileges and mm-hmm. consequences, responsibilities, things like that. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to compare what Graham does or doesn't get at seven years old to my seven-year-old or I mean, my 11-year-old or 18-year-old, that kind of a thing. But also um, that the kind of fairness you fight, against, you know, you fight for is equal opportunity or equal access to things. So like birthdays, like everyone's going to have a birthday. Everyone's going to have an equal opportunity to be spoiled and have some fun, you know. Yeah, ironically, the birthday system is fair. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But ironically, the birthday system is fair, but I think I think it's also an opportunity for us to teach them individuality and back to empathy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't treat you guys the same because you're not. Right. Yeah. Right. So I have a kid who absolutely loves screen time, but he's also has lots of little hobbies. He can spend his whole day not on screens, mm-hmm. even though he really loves them and he's fine. I have another kid who loves screens and that's his hobby is video games and he absolutely loves them. So I have to parent them a little differently and their screen time roles are a little different. And the other one says, you know, it's not fair. It's not fair. Why does the other person get to do it? I'm like, well, you're two totally different kids and you have two totally different Mm -hmm. personalities and tendencies. And so it's never going to be the same. Like you're never going to have the same approach, you know, in that kind of an aspect. Yeah, and I and I think you know they they fight against that. They 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 want it. Whatever the other kids are getting, they want whatever. Um, you know whatever they don't get, they don't want the other kids to get. But I think Jamie said it really well. You're you're not all the same person, 
And so actually we respect them and who they are by parenting them from who they, from who they are instead of, you know, a one size fits all because it, it just doesn't work. Right. Right. And then, and that the, the one kid, you know, who, with the, the screen time, he gets to sit in the front seat and do the radio station. I never, I never let the kids mm-hmm. the radio station, but music is super important to him. And he does, he gets to sit up there and change the station and gets to sing, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. so I think also it's sometimes good to help our kids like realize where they're getting mm-hmm. the, end of the deal at times. And it kind of, it'll, it balances out like, <laughs> The, the, oh yeah uh, how many times have i had to sit there and explain to my kids like well you did this this and this and they're doing this this and this <laughs> i'm like stop talking to me and we're done it's just never gonna work out just- <laughs> you're, life. you're fine you're fine yeah. it is really i think one of the the biggest parental struggles um that we have is trying to make our way through that minefield right so ending conclusions what are some takeaways that we just thoroughly confused mothers out there or is it just a confusing thing? Um, well, I, my big takeaway is, you know, even just through this discussion is I'm going to really try and drive home empathy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to, I, I really want to use those as opportunities to teach my kids to put themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah. I and mean, it's great. And probably my takeaway is, you know, before you step in and try to pave the road or, you know, right the wrong for your child, you know, ask what the long game could look like, what the long-term plan of this could actually look like for your child. There's a character building moment. And I think sometimes it's okay to admit, you know, like step back and be like, oh, you know what, maybe I am putting a little more responsibility on this kid and mm-hmm. I can probably distribute it a little more evenly. And I don't think there's any harm in admitting that. No, no. I, I think it's a great takeaway, Jamie, that sometimes when a kid does say it's, you know, not fair, yeah, maybe we shouldn't dismiss right away with the, well, life's not fair, you know, I shouldn't yeah, right. like, well, then you only get one pair of shoes and one meal a day, you know, and actually like, take a moment to kind of tally it like, oh, okay, you're right. You know, this has been a little bit out of, out of sync or. Well, and you know, I mean. <sighs> I've had kids that were more, that were easier to work with than others and that were more like if something needed to be done and something extra needed to be done, I knew if I asked them that they would do it, not give me a hard time about it. Mm-hmm. And so maybe, you know, it doesn't, like you said, it's not a bad idea to stop and say, you know what, I haven't taken advantage of this a little bit too much and to, to, to do, do a little bit different and do a little bit better. Yeah. I agree. That is all the time we have. What a great subject. It really could be one of those topics we talk about over and over again. I think one of the biggest takeaways from this episode is that the declaration, it's not fair, comes from all different circumstances. And what we do may be just as different from the practical response to character building experiences. We do our best, keep an eye on the long game and know we are doing better than we think. Thanks for listening. You can read about this subject and others in my book, One Mom to Another, available on Amazon. And you can listen to more of my podcasts on multiple podcast platforms, including webtalkradio.net or my website, onemomtoanother.com. I need some harmony.